What is up, y'all? Welcome back to the Common Thread Podcast. I'm your host, James Poirier, and I am more stoked than ever to be back with you guys. I think it's been a few months since our last episode. Um, I'm alive, I'm well, I'm thriving, and I'm pumped to be back on the show, man. A lot, lot of updates, a lot of things have been happening in my life personally over the last few months. Um, wife and I recently purchased a home, made a few major transitions geographically, um, still in the San Diego area, but, but moving around a little bit and just, just a new season an exciting, a new season that I've been stepping into and, um, getting clear on a lot of things as far as what's next. And part of that is what's next with the common thread. So I'm excited to introduce today's guest. My guest today goes by the name of Nathan Lamar Bird. Uh, Nathan, I met a while back in a, a mastermind and I immediately gravitated towards Nathan. This guy is a, is a very intelligent dude. He's also a very good looking dude too. So he's uh, easy to look at, easy on the eyes. <laughs> but um, one of the things that I, I was so inspired by Nathan when I when I first met this guy is he's he's first of all he's a master networker. Um, he's very good at connecting and, and utilizing the power of the network. But he's also an incredible marketer too. And he was sharing his mind behind marketing and, and how he loves to to launch products and start businesses and um, just a very savant really when it comes to to marketing and, and starting a business and he actually has a business that he's starting getting off the ground that's going to be absolutely game changing it's going to be a um a game changer for sure we, we cover that on our podcast today so again i'm very excited to be back with you guys um just be prepared to have consistent content flowing again and i'm excited to get this thing going so um without any further ado i'd like to introduce today's guest nathan bird doing well thank you so much for the for the uh, introduction there and it was great meeting you uh, a few years back and i'm glad that we're now connected and talking on your podcast absolutely brother so uh for those of you guys listening if you can't see nathan has uh, a pretty beautiful background behind him and it is uh it is the mountain that is uh, a beautiful alaska mountain in the background which nathan that's where you're actually living right now correct Yes. Um, my wife and I, Lacey, had just moved from San Diego, where we lived for about five and a half years. And we moved mm -hmm. in May, on May 20th, up to the great state of Alaska, where I am from. Awesome. Okay. Beautiful. Well, dude, so for uh, let's just let's just start from there, man. So because when we met, you were still living in San Diego. And uh, I know you had shared with with me and some of the other guys at the mastermind that you were uh, from Alaska, which caught my attention because you don't meet too many people that are, uh, that are native Alaskans. So tell me what, uh, what led you guys back to Alaska? Well, Alaska is a beautiful place and it's always had a pretty large part of my heart. Um, I think the biggest thing was to get out of the city for a little while as we had experienced, um, COVID was one of the things that initially drove, not drove us out necessarily, but we were looking for some adventure elsewhere. And sure. we knew that Alaska had a lot to offer as far as adventure goes. And we also understood that we had a calling to make sure that we um, create a retreat up here. So um, for the better part of nine months, we've been experiencing all of Alaska. We've been hiking, biking, kayaking, climbing mountains, snowshoeing, so dog cool, sledding. Man. I mean, everything that you can imagine that you see on this, the Discovery you know, channel for Alaska, the last frontier, or we've done it, or we're going to do it rather soon. So we are pretty much trailblazing it to make sure that uh, we have a good path for people to come on up here during the summer um, and, and enjoy uh, the retreat that we put on. And we're very excited. It's called Treasure North. But that's okay. really one of the reasons why we got up here. Um, not to mention, I, was, I came up here to help my family do some building and um, really just reconnect with my family because obviously when you're away um, for quite some time, it's, it's just good to reconnect. Families is a big yeah. part of my life um, and it will continue to be. So anyway, being in Alaska, it also was able to, to ground and, and root Lacey and I um, so where we can just become better within our marriage, better with our communication and really just drowned out the distractions uh, that we had to really focus in on our next chapter of life. Incredible, man. It's very inspiring to, to see uh, a young, ambitious couple like you and Lacey, who um, 
are so plugged in. I mean, one thing I, I've always admired about you, Nathan, is that you uh, you're you're very great. You're a people person. You're a very great networker. Um, you have a very vast and rich network. I'm always seeing the the overlapping friends and in, in community that we have. Um, and so for you to for you to be so willing and open to step away from that to go find yourself and prioritize you and in your wife, I think uh, it says a lot about you and your character. Now. You, you're back at Alaska. You're kind of back at your your roots and your stomping ground. And we're, while we're on that topic, I, I'm curious to see what what took uh, Nathan as a young Alaskan boy and, and into a man, and what what did that journey look like from where you were, uh, and then what led you up to your current endeavors as being a, an entrepreneur? What did that journey kind of look like? Have you always yeah, been entrepreneurial minded? Always, always. So you know, it started really on the farm a lot early, uh, really early as a kid. Um, I lived multiple places. Our family had a, a ministry where we would help, we would take in people that were less fortunate uh, than we were. And, you know, I learned that service at a, at a young age is very, very important. So we had houses in Missouri, Michigan, North Carolina, and Alaska. And um, two of those places were actually uh, large farms. So, wow. you know, being a farmer, you've got to, you've got to provide for yourself and you've got to, you know, plant this, plant the seed in the, in the ground and, and you're going out there to till, and then you've yeah. got to figure out a way, a way to sell it. Um, I even remember the times where I would go to the auction with my grandfather and I saw some of the people there raising their hands and I was like, Oh, what is, what is happening? You know? <laughs> and now that I realized it was the auctioneer and he was selling something mm-hmm. and the excitement of sales always, always made me happy. Um, mm. so, you know, at a young age, had a, had a briefcase that I would bring to school and I would dress up in a suit at, at a young age. And, um, you know, I'd always do business transactions, quote unquote, with my grandfather and, and, you know, just being, uh, being really raised in that environment, um, that started, started me out. So then started doing the whole pushing the lawnmower over to the families, mm-hmm. the neighbor's houses and doing that deal. And then. Um, my dad, he ran a, ran a, a paper route a while ago when I was younger and I would wake up real early with him. I'd throw the papers out of the window sometimes. And, and, uh, most of the time I'd just be sleeping underneath the piles of, of newspapers, but Hey, you know, yeah. I could say I was a paper boy for a little while. Right. right. You showed <laughs> up. Seeing, that's important. Just seeing a hustle. Um, I think that's really, really important and never give up attitude and having a family that was very, very supportive in any endeavor that I ever tried. Mm. So the level of uh, support is extremely important. And I was able to get that as a young kid um, and throughout high school and then college. And then, you know, really uh, in in adulthood, just always, always having that support. So what led me out of Alaska um, really was to go play college basketball. And um, I was obsessed with the sport. I was obsessed with sports in general, but I started to, I had to choose one. I was mm-hmm. very good at baseball. I was a pitcher, um, could pitch pretty fast, um, but couldn't go, couldn't do baseball. I couldn't do soccer and I had to, to pick one. So I started zoning in on basketball, which I also loved as well. And the team as the, the team aspect of basketball was something I really, really enjoyed. Um, you know, not to mention all of the the various athletic plays and things mm-hmm. that you could actually do with a ball. Um, really, really like that. So got sucked into the crowd, um, went, got a scholarship to play basketball in Clark College in Vancouver, Washington. And then um, I was always thinking about even in class, I was daydreaming about making sales like selling something, you know, I was super bored in class. Um, didn't really stimulate me. Nothing stimulated me, uh, other than engineering the human mind and the body. So, um, you know, that was really an area that I gravitated towards, um, in college and really just being coached my entire life. It was like, well, why can't I just coach others? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so looked into what coaching was like and then, um, you know, started my own personal fitness coaching business and then started coaching entrepreneurs. That was my big, big push um, because I didn't, I didn't want to coach anybody else. 
I only wanted yeah. to coach the high performing entrepreneur businessman who was, you know, crushing it in business, crushing it with their yeah. work. Yeah. And, you know, and then with the aspect that is missing with some of those gentlemen uh, is, is the relationship part. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, really what pushed me out though was, was to answer your question. I, I played basketball college and then I started getting into sales. So I ended up breaking my wrist playing basketball. I went up to dunk. I got undercut, which was a, a crappy time in my life. Um, and, you know, that's one of those things where you can correlate injuries in life. And what's nice about the human body is injuries can heal. Right. So it's very important that with any adversities that you face in life, you got to know that they can heal. And you've got to continue to push through those. And throughout some stories in my life, I've been able to share that same empathy towards people, break down walls and barriers and get down to the bottom of what's happened in their life and then start to build them back up based on my own personal experiences, which is extremely important to have that empathetic viewpoint with somebody. Yeah. So going through that adversity uh, with my wrist just, allow me to reassess and pivot. So these are all life circumstances where you have to reassess, you have to pivot, make course corrections quickly. Yes. Yeah. And, and then I, um, I just got into, so I, so I entered into the uh, chamber of commerce. That was one thing that somebody had said, well, you know, you really like business and you like sales and you should probably just go join your local chamber. And I was right. like, Oh shoot. Well, what the heck is the chamber of commerce? You know, I'm 19 years old. I'm like a young, young buck looking to just to connect and learn the art of networking. Right. Well, the art of networking isn't about what you can get. It's about what you can give Mm. and how you can connect with people. That is the true art of networking. It's so funny that everybody goes to networking events to see what they can get, um, but not necessarily what they can give. And if you don't have anything to give, then you need to do a lot of self work to build on your value, fill your cup up first. So then yes. you can give. So anyway, um, it switched from having an adverse situation with a broken wrist to immediately hopping into a sales environment where I was slinging phones at T-Mobile. Nice. So uh, in a mall kiosk, nonetheless. So I was that guy when you're walking by the kiosk and I'd say, Hey, what? I like those shoes, man. Come on, come on over here. Like, let me, let me take a <laughs> shoes. you know, Hey, that's hey, always hey. a great one. You know what I mean? When yeah. I, I want to, I want to speak into that. Cause I was at Costco the other day and, uh, or this is a few months ago, my wife and I were walking through Costco and one of the first guys walking in, he was like, super salesy, just not very inauthentic. Like it was just like, there was nothing there. And I was like, you know, I I've been in, I, just like you, I've been in sales for most of my life. And then there was another guy and he, he was very engaging and he goes, man, I like that watch, bro. And I'm like, yep. Oh wow. Thank you. Okay. I appreciate that. Now, now, now we can start somewhere. So I, I love that you mentioned that because uh, that just that alone says a lot about, again, your mindset uh, when it comes to sales and, and, and connection and, and networking and all that. So no, I mean, look, sales is amazing. Sales is every everything. We're all selling something in some yep. way, shape, or form. And it's really just an exchange of value. So it's about solving somebody's problem. And how the heck are they going to know about what you do and who you are and how you're different? Because that's really the key is being different. And, and it's interesting in, in the world today we live in, there's a lot of noise. How you can mm-hmm. be different is being in genuine. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, you know, that's, that's another topic for another day, but, um, you know, it's not all about flashy cars and, you know, being salesy, but it really is truly about getting to the bottom of meeting everybody's needs when, you know, in that, in that regard. So, um, it, it was T-Mobile selling phones, then got into, um, I started, I started helping a friend out with a business in Portland called the. Uh, the black key marketing was a very good concept. We started selling digital picture frames at the point of sale uh, with people. We created a network all over this, uh, all over the city of Portland where uh, we basically were charging people per slide 
on these little picture frames and they would have their their images that we would use as a jpeg and mm -hmm. in essence we're selling we're selling digital advertising and making money out of thin air so um is a very interesting concept and just loved it i was doing it part-time while i was working at t-mobile and i was doing modeling for nike and i was doing catering at this five-star catering company and i was slinging you know and making a network Come on, in, dude. In all of portland it yeah. was nuts my yeah. manager at t-mobile hated me because i would that he put out the month schedule and then i would reroute all of everybody's schedules around mine <laughs> and i'm awesome, like it's man. gonna work <laughs> i promise you <laughs> but anyway fun times yeah i love it man i appreciate you giving us uh some insight into that because there's a lot to unpack there, but what I, what the overarching theme that I'm reading into here, Nathan is, is throughout your, your history and the course of your life, you know, and something that I I'm part of this show is, is finding the common thread and the commonalities between high performers, between entrepreneurs. What is that, that thing or that, that series of behaviors and mindsets that makes somebody uh, an entrepreneur. And, and what I'm seeing throughout the constant reoccurring theme here is that, you know, you were, you weren't stuck and married to one idea. You weren't married to, you know, this is my career. This is who I am. You were very much looking at, you're always looking at different opportunities and ways that you can creatively, not only create income, but more importantly, that you can serve and that you can solve a problem. And I think that's very fascinating. Uh, one of my favorite quotes from Jay-Z Jay is, you know, I'm not, I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman, right? You are the business and you, you very, you exude that in, in what you do. So Speaking of business, I want to hear about WordBeam because I've been seeing it. Um, I've been seeing it on my social media and I've been very intrigued and I intentionally didn't do too much research because I wanted myself and my audience to hear firsthand um, your explanation of what it is, how it came into fruition and, and what you're looking to create with that. Absolutely. So WordBeam is quite, is quite the platform. So WordBeam will be a creative platform to where we allow people to, to connect create, and then also teach people through presentation. So with many of the, the different softwares available today, which, you know, we've seen as PowerPoint and Google Slides and mm -hmm. with the ability to actually present all the, as well mixed with the social audio revolution that is continuing to, uh, you know, like a wave come over the United States, um, like Clubhouse, by the way. Sure. Um, what we've done is we've taken an idea and a concept um, where where we're going to create a social presentation platform that all, not only leverages social audio, but also allows for a canvas that can be a co-created social audio platform where we have participants, as well as allow the creator to create content and then post that information on a marketplace where they can make money. Mm. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So we also have exclusive distribution rights for an infrared sensor frame technology that digitizes any writing surface. So that okay. whiteboard behind you could be digitized and you could immediately send it over to WordBeam software, which then would allow you to post that to your marketplace as James Poirier, the content creator. And then you could also either pre-record all that information or live broadcast that to all of your following. Wow. Incredible. Now, when you say infrared, you mean, what do you, is that like a, a laser? Yeah. So these are, they're like little, little lights. Um, mm -hmm. but they, they through an enclosed, uh, frame that goes around, like I said, any flat surface, but it could yeah. be on it on a digital whiteboard. It yeah. will track wherever the pin or wherever an object is on that specific Encoded, enclosed area. Mm -hmm. So our play is both hardware and software. Um, okay. You know, we have a B2B model and also a B2C model, but um, the B2C model is going to be exponential in growth um, due to the fact that creators are wanting to create content, but I don't really just create content, but publish that content. And I've noticed a need in the market for many people, um, you know, even including myself, like I would love this platform, you know what I mean? I, I'm building the platform because I'd love to, I'd love to use the platform, 
So, you know, we're gathering traction. Uh, we have many, uh, we have investors, we have um, a team, we have, we're work, working right now with a startup studio out of, uh, out of Seattle. Awesome. Um, and, you know, we're working with a design studio in San, San Diego uh, with our UX UI design. And we're really coming up with a lot of concepts, but not just because, not just the tech side of things. I think it's really important to put a human element inside of technology. And that's where I've done a lot of research to understand human connection and then also how people learn. Because it's really important that, you know, we're adding that element to where it's a healthier platform where people want to be a part of. And they're actually getting substantial information out of it, as well as being inspired to put information on our platform. Gotcha. Now, I'm, I'm fascinated too with, uh, I'm, always, I'm always curious to hear, was there an aha moment when you said, I, you know, I'm going to come up with this? Because you, you said that you saw the need for it yourself. Was there, what kind of inspired this, this, uh, this platform? Well, the inspiration is a daily, uh, it's a daily discovery, to be honest uh -huh. with you. Um, we did have, a, I, I've had a few aha moments. Um, one of the aha moments was when, you know, I was creating content and I wanted one place to be able to create, uh, to create, publish, and then sell off of that platform. And there's a lot of siloed platforms out there where mm -hmm. it's like, You've got to create the content here and then you got to move the content. Yeah, over, right. Sell it on your own website and then you got to create a funnel that's like, it's like, it's a lot of work. And, you know, what we're doing is we're, we're going to, we're going to solve that issue for the creator to where it's just, it's a one-stop shop. You can build your business within, within the, the business of, of Wordbeam and you can do whatever you like. Um, you know, so we're, we're excited about that. And yeah. like I said, it's a daily process. I don't stress about, Hey, you know, what, what's next? Like what's going to come next? You know, you don't stress because if you're doing the daily actions to get you to your end goal, you should, you, you shouldn't stress, you know, if, if you're doing the actions, then they're going to speak for themselves. So there's a lot of correlations between health, fitness, mindset, business, sure, sure. that statement. Yeah. But if you're doing the daily actions, you don't need to stress. It's like, Let's bring it to health real quick, right? Yeah. So you can speak that language as well. It's as soon as any health scare ever comes around, right? People think that, oh gosh, you know, they think so fast that they need to, you know, lose 15 pounds quickly, right? Well, if they had taken the daily steps, the daily actions, then they wouldn't be, you know, bombarded with the stress that that comes with that. So right. anyway. No, it's, it's very true. You know, and I, you, you all, uh, think something I love about you, Nathan, is you have such a calm demeanor. You are very grounded, um, calm, cool, collected. And man, for those of you listening, not only is Nathan in incredible shape, this guy is like a freaking fitness model shredded to the bone, but he's also very intelligent. And I, I had an opportunity the first time I heard this man speak and, and just hearing the way that he articulates things and, and really the way his brain processes information. It's very, uh, analytical and technical and and he's able to see things from all different sides and views and when when you're talking about being stress-free i think that's really important for for people especially if they're in the startup phase or they're they're working on developing a business i think there's there's almost this misnomer that you know entrepreneurialism is this stressful chaotic environment and and what i'm hearing you say is that it doesn't have to be that way and i i mean do you want to maybe just Give a little bit more. That. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, you know, you got to choose your stress levels, right? I mean, it's, mm -hmm. do you, do you actively invite something that's going to add more to your life? Right. Sure. Or do you, do you, like I said, push away the distractions and then continue to zone in on really what's working. And I can speak from personal experience because like you said, I enjoy people. I enjoy networking and I enjoy the stimulus of new information at all times. So sometimes that can be a good thing because I can learn quickly, I can pivot easily, and I can connect to people on a dime. But that provides a lot of a lot of confusion if you're not really zoned in in an area that can be conducive to that type of personality, right? Mm -hmm. So 
I've learned, and this is, you know, a lot of people will learn, they'll go through different phases in life, but I would say, number one, don't stress, right? Number two, set your goals, try some new things, and it's okay to try new things, no matter how old you are, no matter what you think or where you think that you are in life. Yes. Continue, continue to try new things, continue to connect with people that can stimulate your thought, can stimulate your mind. Come on, bro. And, um, you know, that's my challenge to you. Like I said, before we even got yes. on here, it's the challenge, inspire yep. and motivate you to become the best person that you can be. So whether it be in your business, whether it be with your relationships, you know, let's do this. Dude. So anyway, that's my touch. That's my, that my touch on that. Thank you for that, Nathan. And uh, I knew, I knew we were going to touch on that too, because it's just who you are. You know, you, you are somebody who, who challenges, inspires and motivates. It's, it's part of your way of being. And, and I love that about you. And you brought up something I'm reading a book right now for those listening. I'm sure you've heard me talk about it. Personality isn't permanent by uh, Dr. Benjamin Hardy. And it's just a game changing book. He referenced something um, from Cal Newport who, who wrote uh, deep work, great author, um, and he talks about passion, right? We have in, in our in our culture, there's this thing where you have to go out into the world and you have to discover who you are. You need to find your passion and find yourself. But the whole the whole purpose of this book is it argues that you create who you are in the daily actions, right? You create the person that you want to be by the actions that you take on a daily basis. And the quote says, passion comes after you put in the hard work to become excellent at something valuable, not before. In other words, what you do for a living is much less important than how you do it, right? Yeah. And it goes, on to, it goes on to say, like passion, motivation isn't something to be discovered, but to be created through proactive and forward action. Both passion and motivation are effects, not causes. And, you know, that was a good reminder for me, you know, being somebody who isn't like yourself, you know, very... Um, I found myself in a slump, you know, and it was like, man, I'm, I'm lacking purpose and I'm lacking passion. I'm a little bit confused. I'm in a transitional period. And when I read that, it was like, man, just get started. Just move, try things out, try new things. Because what I'm hearing you say with your business is it's never going to look the way that we intend it. You know, we can have this big elaborate plan if it's going to look like this, but anybody who's started a business or started anything as uh, you know, God, life will, will have its own path and it's up to us to take those steps. Well, let me explain something real quick. And this could give people, the listeners out there, extremely motive, you know, extremely some really good motivation. So here's my sure. story. Yeah. I moved up here to Alaska. Um, I was also in a transition period. I was like, what the heck am I going to do in Alaska? For God's sake, I was doing <laughs> like, I was doing marketing and consulting and working with businesses in San Diego and having a good time doing so. And then we had boot camps that we were running all the time and just like a lot was going on. So I was like, well, what am I leaving? And so really what in essence happened was we gained a whole bunch, but mm. let me explain. So we came up here and there really wasn't too much of an agenda. It was about resetting, recalibrating, almost setting ourselves up for the next season of life. Well, I, I did some work. Um, I, I started reading and I got a, um, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to get a certification to be a small business consultant. And, you know, with my addition to all the experience I have with marketing and video and yep. networking and all these things, it was like, eh, I'll put a certification on there too. So I got a certification. Then I met with this gentleman, his name is Rod and they, you know, him, and then he was also partnered with this gentleman who was an investor, and they were looking for various opportunities within uh, the state of Alaska as as well within the U.S. to mm -hmm. invest in. And at just that right moment in time, they were looking for someone just like myself to come in and be the catalyst to jumpstart their opportunities within their business, to leverage the network that I had created, to leverage the youth the ambition, and then the knowledge that I, you know, was putting into myself so that I could actually be of service. So it wasn't until that I made that, you know, decision right. to, to, okay, let me start actively moving. Let me start working on myself mm -hmm. that then a door opened up and then another door opened up and then another door opened up. And now I'm running this company called WordBeam and we're going to launch in August and it's in the tech uh, it's in the tech industry and what the heck, 
you know, <laughs> dude, that's incredible, bro. You know, it's an amazing thing. And it's not just me, you know, glory to God for, for putting opportunities in front of me and then just continuing to allow for, for a humbled growth mm. and leadership to transpire from me to then the team that we work with daily. That is so important. So anyway, for anyone out there, it's never over. And you can always start like now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. No, I mean, and thank you for sharing that. That is very, very motivational and inspiring because it is, you know, if, if there's anybody who knows that it's, it's Nathan, you know, and you, you said something so powerful about trying new things and, and not being afraid to, to step out into something new. And the only way that we can create and experience something new in our lives is to do something that we've never done. And uh, it's, it's been cool to watch your, what you've been, what you've created. And like you said, in Alaska of all places, which, uh, may geographically be, um, away from, from us, but it, you know, in today's day and age with tech and, and everything that we have available to us, I mean, yep. there's the limitless, the barrier for entry, uh, in 2021 is, is incredibly low. I mean, we have access to so much information, so many tools. Um, yeah. it's, it's, no, I mean, it's, that's the lifestyle that we've chosen. You know, we said we're going to be uh, online entrepreneurs and yeah, my wife and I, and, you know, we have hybrid athlete training, which is another thing, but I mm -hmm. mean, it's, uh, it's, you know, we can connect with people all over, all over the world. Yeah, man. And, you know, speaking of Alaska, I've, I'm always fascinated with, uh, with living a life by design. And it sounds like you and your wife have done a great job of, of being intentional about the life that you want to live. You get to, you get to live in one of the most beautiful States, uh, in the United States, Alaska, you're uh, before the show, you guys, we were talking about <laughs> all the things that, that Nathan does on a daily basis between snowshoeing. Um, what, what, what were you saying? You're doing all we kinds of stuff. Snow hiking and biking, kayaking, snowshoeing, <laughs> dog sledding, mountain climbing, yeah. sledding, whatever you think that you would do in Alaska. We've yeah. done it. <laughs> sure. So that being said, he's doing all these things while he's also, you know, he's, he's out there crushing it, uh, in the business game. And, you, we hear this topics come up so much in, in this space, right? Which is work-life balance or, or balance for that matter. And uh, I, want, I want to hear your thoughts on that because it seems like you've done a good job of, of doing the things that you love uh, while also, you know, getting after it in business. You want to talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. So like I touched on earlier in this conversation, you got to fill your cup up so you can fill others up, right? And, and also reducing the amount of stress that you have daily. So yes. there's also a prioritization of specific, um, specific correspondence that comes to you on a daily basis as to what is very important and what is not very important. So there's always, uh, there, you know, there can be emergencies, then obviously that needs to be addressed. There's also various levels of things that aren't as, in, aren't as important as, as they really uh, seem to be. Mm -hmm. um, also to make sure that you're not trying to keep up with the Joneses and looking left and looking right. And, you know, that can really put more anxiety on you than mm -hmm. uh, you even know, whether it be, you know, sub, uh, subconsciously you're seeing, uh, more people doing more things than you could do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, those are some things that I do to remain balanced. I'm not trying to look to the left and look to the right. Um, I certainly have people that motivate me uh, to be better and some of the things that I want to emulate from them. But I also know that I'm on my own path and I do have a, you know, I, there, there's a calling on my life and it's maybe a little bit different than what theirs is. So just being okay with defining who I am, just continuing to run in that path and then really attracting the right people into my life. So, um, that's really what balance is. And, um, you know, also Lacey and I, we wake up every morning together. We have our conversations in the morning and we sit down there, we have our breakfast in the morning and, um, you know, it's pretty early, but we really set the intent for the day. Um, and then from there, you know, we get into kind of our business and it gets a little hectic at times, right? Mm -hmm. like, sure. That's okay. Cause if you have everything in the correct perspective, then you're okay. But if you're out of balance and you have a different perspective and you are, you're letting the outside noise and the pressure of being more 
than you can literally humanly possible, you know, humanly possible, um, then you're going to have some, some problems. Yeah. Yeah. No, and you, you've, you've done a great job of, of keeping that balance. And, uh, as I've shared with previously in the conversation as well, you know, something I've always admired about you, Nathan, is you're, uh, you're very value oriented, uh, man, you know, you're, you're a man of God. <clears throat> I can tell how much you love your wife and, and how much you prioritize her, and um, just just your way of life, man. It's very inspiring, and and it's a, a testament to what's possible for for people um, in the marketplace who are are also believers who do also have a strong value system, um, who are people of integrity, and it just goes to show what's possible. And uh, you you also do a good job of staying motivated. And you talked about some of the the ways in which you you were able to generate motivation, but how do you? keep motivation consistently on a daily basis, maybe on those days where you're really, uh, lose sight of that motivation. How do you, what's a way that you snap back into, into that, that why or that purpose? Uh, the biggest thing that I do is just, I allow myself time to have, uh, have moments of relaxation, um, mm. and to reassess. Um, but I only give myself a specific amount of time. So, you know, after, after that course in time, it's, it's go time. And, and now as far as keeping motivated, you know, I have my family, I have my wife as motivation, mm-hmm. but you know, those are extrinsic motivators, but truly you have to be more extrinsic, um, and, or in, intrinsic really. Mm-hmm. Um, and y- you've got a, there's something bigger here at play. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. it's when you know your purpose and one of the biggest purposes that are set on my life is to, to really inspire people at scale. And yeah. I know that is to be true. I know that through personal experiences with me and my wife being separated for a little while, um, that we have a huge calling on helping people mend their relationships. Mm. And, you know, we could probably go for another hour on that. Yeah. But, um, you know, that's a big motivation. And how am I going to be able to do that if I don't have the funding to be able to do that? Um, yeah. And I'm not asking for funding. And I, I would much rather just find a way. I don't make excuses at all. And yeah. that's one thing that I would strongly suggest people to do is take ownership. Yes. And once you take ownership, and like you said earlier on this call, once you start, it's just getting started that people, mm-hmm. they have to just get started. And along your journey, you'll find a way just to, to continue to, to stay motivated. Uh, motivation yeah. just does, it doesn't just happen. You have to, you have to force yourself to get started, you know? Yes. So, um, you know, and then those factors are your why. So anyone should have a pretty strong why. And I love this. If your why doesn't make you cry, then uh, you need to reassess. Yeah. So, um, you know, I've got, I love my family. I love my wife. I also want to have a great lifestyle. Like you said, if you're going to create a lifestyle of by design, and, and I love to give back. Yes. I love yes, to be generous and, I, and I'm on. not generous just because, um, just because I can tell you on your podcast right now that I'm generous. I am generous because that's my heart and that's yep. the way that I was raised and that's the way that it'll continue to raise. It's not about trying to, trying to use it as some marketing ploy. Sure. You know, it's yeah. genuine and I love seeing I love seeing the downtrodden be able to be served. You know, and a lot of times it is through, a f- you know, financing that those things can happen, you know? Yes. But if you don't have financing, I would certainly challenge everybody out there to do what you can do, even with the, the limited amount of time, maybe. Because look, if you have more time, then you give your time. If you have more money, then you can give your money. Yes. You can also look to see what you can give, right? Because a lot of people mm. think that, shoot, just because I don't have anything, like I didn't have any, I didn't have a lot in San Diego, but I was, I was everywhere and I was always helping people. I was, you know, looking at various ways that I could add value to people's businesses and things like that. Um, so anyway, dude, no, that would, that's so good. And, and I'm taking notes here, Nathan, because, uh, I always look for patterns and, and, um, things that I can extrapolate and take from every all the incredible value that you just provided and and how can I boil it down into a few key concepts that our listeners can 
can take home. And what I'm, what I'm noticing is, you know, service is very important to you care being, you know, actually caring, you know, and I'm, I'm in the coaching industry. And so there's a, it's an incredible industry. It's game changing, especially now that we have access to, to zoom and in this wide worldwide web where we can make an impact on such a large scale. And one of the most biggest things is like, just, just give a shit, just care about your customers. And just that concept alone, when you actually truly care, um, and you, you, you're willing to serve your, your clients, um, what happens is the rest kind of just falls into place, you know? And when you go above and beyond for your client, when you go that extra mile, um, you know, that's, that makes all the difference. And man, I, I, um, I'm kind of at a loss for words right now because I'm just, uh, I'm really grateful and humbled that, um, I have somebody like you on the podcast who is so, so humble and so caring. Now, um, I like to finish our, our, uh, interviews off with a couple of just random questions. Usually they're, they get their downloads that come to me throughout the podcast. So first one is what are you most excited about, uh, in the future? I know you have word beam. That's very exciting. Are there any other irons in the fire or anything else that you're just looking forward to? Mm. trying to put together this retreat up in Alaska so we can have some people come up here. Um, we've got quite a few trips uh, scheduled. We're going to be going to San Diego soon, Seattle, nice, Florida. Um, so I'm excited about traveling with my wife. That's going to be a fun time. And of course, word beam. I mean, that's one of my favorite things. I'm yeah, so man. ecstatic. You have no clue. This platform is it's, it's, going to be a lot like it's it's a big platform um dude you know actually every creator on the entire planet want would want to be on here so come on bro i'm i'm believing it bro and and, you know i i was thinking about when you were talking about word beam earlier you're talking about the infrared and the whiteboard back there i was uh, i was thinking about i don't know if you've seen have you seen uh hunger games before yeah yeah. Okay. So there's a scene, my wife and I were just watching this uh, a couple nights ago and it was, I think it was the third or fourth movie. And there's a scene where he draws on a whiteboard and as he's drawing on the whiteboard, it, it pretty much like turns into text. I don't know if you recall that scene, but okay. it's, it's super wild. If you haven't seen it, I'm going to send it to you because it's, uh, Do it. as, as you were describing it, I was like, holy shit, that's next level. Like why haven't we came out with something like that? And yeah. then as you're telling me this, I'm like, dude, Nathan's on it. So yeah. it's incredible, man. Oh, it's it's <laughs> going to be fun. So that's probably one of the biggest things, but also just traveling. And then honestly, just living life, man. I'm so chill right yeah. now. I've just got to, like I said, I've got a lot on, on the plate here, but also keeping everything in perspective, making sure that, you know, every, every day is a new day. It's fresh. Um, it's like Jeff Bezos. He says day one, mm-hmm. right? Everyone's day one. And, uh, I love that mentality. Um, but, uh, but man, just, just being able to challenge myself personally in the position that I'm in here with, with running this company and just being humbled though, throughout the process and being in a position to impact lives is an amazing thing. Um, and I don't take it for granted. That's one thing, probably the biggest thing that I'm excited for, um, just, there's a lot. I just, yeah. it's a good, it's good to live. <laughs> Amen, bro. Excited about life. I love it. Mm-hmm. Now, next question for you is if you could, uh, putting your yourself in the shoes of maybe somebody who is just getting started, whatever that may be, maybe they just, uh, they created their own business. Maybe they're even on the, on the fence about they're at a nine to five. They're, they're stuck where they're at and they, they have that passion. They have that thing that they're thinking about as they're listening to it right now. You guys know exactly what that is. That thing that's been tugging at your heart. What would be your advice to that person for getting started? And, and what would you tell them if they were asking you for advice? Um, so I would immediately go to somebody who you think that you can get a hold of and be relentless in trying to get a hold of them. Like, no joke. If you need the information from them, then you'll, they'll find a way because, um, I would say I have a, personally, I have, I have time in my day. And if somebody came to me and was like, Hey, listen, I'd like to set up a time to where we could at least connect for about 15, maybe, you know, half an hour. Could you do that? Like, could you help me with that? 
And I think it's okay to just be completely open, be like, yes. hey, this is where I'm at. I'm just getting 100%. started. And I need a mentor to help me through this process. And just being completely open with somebody. Yes. And uh, I think that's the biggest thing because there isn't, so in a position where, you know, having to manage everything, but it's okay because we still also want to give back. There aren't, right. not everyone is so busy. They can't even cut a little piece of time to be able to help you with your mentorship. So yeah. um, that's probably long winded a little bit, but it's go find a mentor as quickly as possible and do not be afraid of hearing no and do not quit until you get a hold of whoever that is. Cause there's plenty of ways to get a hold of people now. Dude. So true. And I, I love that because that, that alone, Nathan, that, that mentality is, is necessary and required to do anything in life. You know, anything worthwhile is uh, you're in sales, you know, being able to face adversary adversity, being able to face rejection. And also, you know, it's so, it's so easy to want to um, feel like, Oh, you know, to, to, um, have this imposter syndrome, you know, or, or think what, what can I possibly offer? And I always tell people the quickest way to alleviate that is just be honest, be real with where you're at. And you'd be surprised how people at the, who are at the top, so to speak, people who are where you want to be, they actually admire that. They respect that because they've been there. And, uh, it's a lot more admirable to, to be real about that than to try to put on a front or try to, you know, be something yeah, because that's the quickest way that personally I wouldn't help anyone or and that's the quickest way that I would just say uh next yep you know what I mean just if you're not in, if you're not genuine and and you don't actually want to grow or um because we don't I don't have time for that I don't have time sure. for people that aren't growing yep so good and I want to finish it off with one last question um with with perspective in in mind what are you most grateful for today my relationship with my wife. Come on. Yeah. 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 Amen. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Uh, Cause like I said, so we were separated almost one, one year and two months and uh, we were able to reconcile and then build uh, the strongest relationship that we've had to date. And then um, be able to also impact other families through that um, and other relationships that were on the brink of divorce. We were able wow. to uh, bring them out of those thoughts uh, of negativity, of not being connected, of uh, bettering themselves so then they could come back to each other and things like that. So um, that's what I'm most thankful for. Come on. That's incredible. Now, you, uh, you, you're moving me right now, man. I'm getting emotional because, uh, you know, I, I'm most grateful for my wife as well. And, and you know, I, I want to ask you if somebody, somebody who's listening to this podcast, whether it's a, a relationship that hasn't quite elevated a marriage yet, or maybe somebody is married and they are struggling in their marriage, they are contemplating divorce, man or woman. Um, what would, what would be a uh, one piece of advice that you would give them? And I, I know, I know there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> we it's okay. Uh, just wow. let me, just let me, um, yeah. Look inside, look inside, look inside to see if there's any anger or unforgiveness or um, any expectations that haven't been met. Look inside yourself first and start to take ownership of your actions. That's it. That yeah. is the key. Because then you can come back to your relationship. Am I patient? Am I loving? Have I been kind? What do I say in certain situations? What do I do in situations? What haven't I done in situations? So look inside yourself and ask yourself these hard questions. Would I be married to myself? Like, would mm. I be married to this person who never takes out the trash, who never does the dishes, who is constantly complaining, is belittling, is all these things. And you'll start to find the, you'll, you'll find the, the, the question answered right there. Man, perfect way to end it. Right, radical responsibility. And you guys listening to my podcast, you know how much 
I value that topic. Dude, Nathan, thank you so much for taking your time to be on the episode today, man. I, uh, I'm definitely going to go back and take some notes on this one. Now, for, for our listeners, where can they find you at today uh, if they want to get connected with you? Uh, just add me on Facebook, Nathan Lamar Bird. I'm almost I think I'm close to 5,000, but that's okay. Just add me. Uh, I just, I'm not really on uh, like a lot of social medias. Just sure. because... Uh, I probably have a lot more press in August because of Wordbeam, but <laughs> yeah, no, we'll you're see. in it right now. I get it, brother. We'll see. Well, I tell you what, if you want to get a hold of Nathan, talk to me, and I'll make sure that you guys get connected. Uh, stay tuned for Wordbeam, you guys, because this is uh, this is big stuff. And um, you heard it first. This is going to be one of those archive episodes that people turn back to and look at this and say, oh man, I remember when uh, when Nathan was just talking about that on, on James's podcast. So uh, I'm no, excited for what's in store, man. Because this is the first time that I've actually verbally spoke about it on any anything. It's uh, I've got to kind of keep it under wraps, but of course, uh, yeah. now I've been able to give you a little bit of nuggets. So it's pretty good. Okay. It's fair, man. I, I love it. Well, dude, thank you again for, for being on the show, man. And um, it's, been, it's been an honor, man. Appreciate it. Awesome. Talk to you later. Cheers. Thank you guys so much again for tuning in to The Common Thread this week. I had an incredible time getting to sit down and interview Nathan, such a great dude and uh, so inspiring just the way that he goes out and gets after the things that he wants. Hope you guys got any value out of that podcast as much as I did. And if you did, if you guys can do us the favor, right, we don't have any advertisements on the podcast quite yet. So really the, the best way that you can share your love for the podcast is A, writing a review, right? We always appreciate the reviews if you do see fit. Go ahead and blast out a five-star review there on iTunes. That's a really great way to get our name out there and and really start to get some uh, get some traction, right? The other way is just sh- uh, spreading the love, right? Sharing this podcast with a friend or a family member, right? Sending them the link and, and letting them know about the common thread. And lastly, if you guys have any guests that you want to see on the common thread, be sure to shoot me over a direct message, right? We would love to uh, to have some awesome guests coming on this summer. So anybody that comes to mind that you think would be an awesome person to interview that you want to hear some more from, uh, shoot me a DM and I'll, I'll reach out to him and do my best to try to get him on the show. Thanks again, you guys, for tuning in and we will see you on next week's episode. Peace.